0: hey everybody this is eddie dasis we're here for another episode we excited to have you today um we have a great great show for you but before we introduce the show and go and we're gonna be introducing our guest today her name is naika daiti she's great she's gonna talk about her career uh upbringing and before we 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 even do anything so we would like to have everybody subscribe to the channel and support us Uh, let's go with dp podcast welcome to the divine purpose podcast where we transport you along one of the more dynamic journeys of life have you ever been curious to know what it takes to become a successful leader or about knowing the secrets of life through the bible how about engaging in conversation where no topics are off limits We will take you to new levels with guests who can help you grasp the importance of your calling. Now, here's your host, Eddie Dashius, founder of Dashius Facilities Management. hey we back so we just want to remind everybody this episode is brought to you by Dasius facility management they will manage your property with a variety of services locksmithing facility management project management call them now 617-237-0106 or go online at dasisfm.com so we like we said we have a great guest her name is Naika Shal daiti how are you doing today
1: hello eddie happy monday i am doing great Uh, i am doing great thank you so much for having me on um, your divine purpose podcast Uh, it's an honor for me thank you
0: we're excited to have you we're great so finally finally we have you on our podcast so the way we like to start the show is we we ask a basic question What can you tell us about you?
1: Wow. That basic question, as you know very well, is super loaded because like most people, I don't like to talk about myself. So I am going to say that here I am 31 years later in New York this year, um, born and raised in Haiti. Um, I want to say I had one of the most beautiful life, truly but had to leave the country at 15 years old, um, mm. to migrate to New York. And, um, ever since I've been working since 1991. So it's been exactly 31 <laughs> years. My first job wow. was, uh, at a dry cleaners while I was in high school. Mm. And, um, you know, <laughs> this actually brings back memories because they accused me of, um, misplacing meaning truly removing an item and yeah truth be told that did not happen okay and although it was um discovered i left the dry cleaners um, that same day and said my integrity matters and mm. if i'm going to work somewhere and here i am i was 16 actually already thinking if i'm going to work somewhere or work with a group of people Integrity and trust is one of the main elements for me. Um, Graduated from high school and pursued my education, moved to St. Louis. Um, Honestly, did not really achieve what I really wanted to achieve because I started to raise a family at a very early age. I'm married um, and I have a son. Mm. Um, And I am a grandmother, happily. Wow. Um, All of that in a span of 31 years, my career um, really debuted, um, I want to say, in telemarketing, making phone calls for this carpet company, um, which was really quite interesting. And then from there, I went into travel as a travel coordinator because I always enjoy discovering new places. All, you know, between that time, here I am, you know, married with a son and being a mom. And then I landed a very great opportunity at Um, L'Oreal. I'm sure that, you know, everyone, everyone in the world, I feel, knows who (laughs) L'Oreal is. So I am going to give you a plug-in in in this moment because working at L'Oreal truly I want to say eddie shaped me for who i am today i worked there for almost 14 years mm. um, and i started as an executive assistant and truly worked my way up into a chief of staff role for executives in the c-suite level and you know i worked in beauty for 20 years wow. and i can tell you during that time you know i also started volunteering through work while working at L'Oreal. We had volunteer day and I truly enjoyed the 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 aspect of giving back as mm-hmm. as an individual and as a as a team, but I never thought about like, you know, creating a, a charity or a mm-hmm. nonprofit. But I have to say, you know, that is actually and truly Part of my purpose today, you know, Mm. Um, it's been 13 years since um, uh, me and um, two other really amazing women um, created a give back initiative. Um, I was working at L'Oreal that was in 2008, and um, you know what started with a simple idea of giving back to my hometown community and ours um, together, the three of us women um, is now truly a give back initiative with a purpose. And the purpose is education and community development. So my life right now has been um, truly, I wanna say colorful and I'm I'm constantly learning. Wow. I'm constantly learning. Um, I, I consider myself truly self-educated when I talk okay. to mentors and my advisors. Yeah. Because I've worked with a lot of different people in my life. Okay. Um, so, and, and and there's more to share actually on that end because the journey continues. And um, I'll share some more. Thank you. No,
0: wow. Wow. I had to say, whoa, I'm like speechless because I, I did some research on you but i never knew you work at i never knew that but no no you said you work oh, at 16 after you left the yes i started uh, working at company. 16
1: that's right i started working at 16 it was in 1991 okay at a dry cleaners that oh. was on london boulevard in queens new york <laughs> never wow.
0: forget tough tough place to work
1: yes it was i was um i was their front desk person like their welcome you know person their receptionist um very small mom and pop you know my cousin actually um recommended me uh to work there okay so so it was it was truly an experience like no other
0: (laughs) so let's take a 360 and i know you said you came here when you were about like 16 or 15 16 and let's let's go back in all oh, you grew up in Haiti and then what culture shock was it coming here in the Big Apple so you didn't come anywhere you came in the Big Apple so what was your experience like
1: um so born and raised in Haiti born in Pauques. Yep. And um, my mother is from Campagne and my dad is from Ansavo. Oh, wow. Um, I went to Les Joyeux Lutins um, for kindergarten and rose de Lima, as known mm-hmm. as La Lue, yeah. um, for middle school into high school. And I did one year at Charité de Saint-Louis. Okay. And um, in 1991 um, January, a day in January in 1991. Um, you know, we had to leave the country, my brother and I, but to tell you about my life in Haiti, besides the academics that I just shared, like going to school, my life was super, I want to say colorful again. Um, we have a big family on both sides and you know, back then, I'm talking about the 70s and the 80s. Um, I had dance school, and I have to give a shout out to Eileen Elzog Bazin okay. because um, she also shaped me, and here I am, still in contact with her today. Wow! Um, you know, I started dancing at the age of six years old. Um, ballet, jazz, tap, folklore, of course did karate there. (laughs) But what really was good about that and doing that time, especially in Haiti, is the discipline that we got out of it, you know. And I kid you not, Eddie, even today, I am still in touch with, I want to say, a large majority of the dancers from back then. You know, whether we reconnected through Facebook or not, or not. It it goes to show you what Eileen really taught us was how to cultivate relationships. Mm, wow. So, so I have to say, like again, that was truly part of my um, my upbringing that I will always remember and be grateful for. In addition to, you know, the constant constant road trips to Campeche, specifically <laughs> because my mom. You know the the strong woman that she is, and I don't say that just because she's my mother, but I have a lot of her values in yep. me. I could feel it, my character, because you know, being in company, they celebrate Sedan, yeah. which is July twenty yeah. six, and her birthday is July twenty okay. seven. So I grew up not missing on anniversary, but my dad is from Asavo and it's also on. Okay, and okay. I never had the opportunity to really enjoy Asavo in my youth and okay. I'm getting to know it now. but you know, we had beach days on Sundays, come du, you know alcaï cuisine. You yep. know jouer 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 mab. You know yes. monte sous <laughs> pieds un man. I know. Passer des mémoires, des souvenirs vraiment inoubliables. Yes. Pour aller dans des restaurants en coucher Tony yeah. ou bien au bal au crème ou au al My brother learned how to drive in Besancon. Yeah. Like our lives, I have to say. From the moment I remember breathing and living in Haiti until the day I had to leave. Yeah. Yes. Although I was only 15 when I left. Okay. There had been a lot going on around that time. And still, you know, we were still like living, we're still mm. living. That's what I remember. I remember living in Haiti. You know, like <laughs> going to church on Sundays yeah, because. Yeah. Nah, yo,
0: it's don't <laughs> tell me you're about to say legal legally, like right? You know, nah, but you mentioned you you had some fun outside, outside. Oh, it,
1: oh yeah, yeah had a lot true. of fun. Had a lot of fun. I mean. We had also, I want to say, a sense of freedom at yep. a very young age because we were also very connected with our parents and our parents wouldn't let us, like they wouldn't let my brother and I go out without having an older sibling, sibling or, yeah. so it was, It was, and then don't forget. Even if it's a family party if it's for a Grand person, all the children are there.
0: Yeah, definitely. So,
1: so that, that was the living in Haiti.
0: And I, I'm glad and I think um, our listeners are going to have that opportunity to we leave Haiti the way... I didn't know it that way, but I I learned a lot in terms of the way it was and how beautiful our culture it was going up in 80. So my now my question is, what is the most important lesson you have learned over your career?
1: Well, Eddie, that is a loaded question and I love it. And I want to say respect. Wow. I want to say respect because I have worked under the leadership of some Really great people, men and women alike. Okay. And what I have truly embraced as an executive assistant, a chief of staff, office manager. I've had several titles, but it's not the title. Hmm. It's how you work who you work with and how you communicate together. And to me, if we don't respect each other, we can't work well together. Mm. So I've had no distinction in my career because I respect everybody. Mm. And that goes from, the C-suite executives, to a founder of a company, to the mailman, and to the cleaning staff. That is, for me, the most important lesson, respect.
0: Wow, I, th- I don't think you could say it better. And I'm glad you shared that with us. And I will follow to with that question. What are the most challenging aspect in your career now?
1: Well, right now, my career is multifunctional. You know, I uh, resigned from my corporate life in 2019 to pursue really, let's say, Naika 2.0, okay? And while building that, no one knew this was going to happen, COVID happened.
0: Wow, COVID. And
1: while COVID happened and while building that, I was also in a, I want to say, restructured um, uh, program um, for projects in Anne, meaning we were reorganizing. Let's just put it that way. It's better. We're reorganizing the structure of the organization so that it can really sustain itself because... I give a lot of time, a lot of everyone on the team actually give the best that they can to the team. But it became more of a, okay. I am going to continue to volunteer my time because this is truly my purpose. It's not just charity. Um, There's there's a lot more to that. And at the same time, I would like to see where else can I fit in? Outside of the beauty world, Mm. which is where I am right now. So I've been taking on different um, projects uh, for the past few years. I would say three years working with different industries um, because I want my like I said before, too, I, I, I keep learning. And, and by learning, it truly means being open to the financial industry. So I've been talking to different venture capital firms and I've joined different forums, you know. And then as it relates to Haiti right now, um, I've just signed a really great contract, wow. um, you know, with a company named by the name of Massage. Okay. And um and, and it's a it's a big moment for me right now in my career because they're in Haiti yep. and it's a spa and wellness company. So I am also being a mother, a wife, a daughter, okay, a grandmother. So my career is multifunctional. Yes. And for me, balancing it all out is what's most important. So and i'm happy i'm happy to be busy i'm i love it
0: (laughs) so and i'm glad you said those are the most important let's go on this with this question now what is the most things you are proud of you accomplish
1: my service my service to haiti
0: yeah My, and my let, st- let me follow on this and i'm glad you you said i'm giving you loaded questions but you're giving me like killer answers too <laughs> and i appreciate it so
1: I'm, I'm being holistically like the most natural i could be right now because uh-huh you know the name of of your podcast couldn't be any better either eddie
0: and appreciate it you know
1: and and your your wall of fame back there also is giving me a lot of inspiration and i want to say that you know and when i say my service you know because we are individuals but it takes a village to really accomplish that service and i find myself truly leading towards the path of service and it Um, relates to people hmm. people i i can do very well behind a computer yeah but i am truly Hands on and also one that likes to constructively engage with other people.
0: I try to keep our conversation natural and keep the balance. Right. But if I had to share a, sc- a scripture with you it would be Matthew twenty verse twenty-six. It says, Whoever wants to become great among you must be a servant. To kind of carry you on where you said you wanna be a servant, but I'm saying being a servant will allow you to be great. So that's me saying we appreciate what you're doing for AD and DP Podcast. Wouldn't be I'm very proud to even have a chance to know you. But my next question will be now: Where do that love for AD come from? Mm-hmm.
1: It comes from the childhood I described. It comes from my values and, and my family's background, where I come from. And when I say where I come from, I'm a native Haitian. Yeah. And where I come from is outside of what most people know, which is the capital. I feel like although I was raised in the capital, I've learned to appreciate Haiti because of my mother and my father's too, side of the family's upbringing and values and how, you know, a small little city can be so great like company has a slogan apa mm-hmm. because there's a sense of unity so my yeah. love for Haiti comes from my childhood and my youth and what I know Haiti can truly be and for me without love, there's no hope yes and without love there's no faith and I have faith that Haiti will be Haiti so it's it's the the love is it's in my heart <laughs> it's in my heart
0: for oh, the yeah. country. I like I like what you're saying and and I appreciate your kindness and truth because what you're saying that's the i think all haitian will share the same but i want to follow up and go in deeper on what you say so yes you're haitian some people will say that's that should be a natural love but you had a chance to leave haiti to come to another place Or can you assess that, or would you agree saying this, making you live in Haiti, have you missed Haiti most? Does that make sense? Where for me, I came here too, but sometimes I'm thinking about uh, Maui. So I'm from Lapland. So I used to go to Maui every Sunday with my family. Nice. Um, you know so that's that was just fun but coming here make me miss that so i don't know if you want to share and go deeper on that
1: well oh, eddie <laughs> absolutely i will share by saying that it's hard for me to spend a year without going to Haiti. What? Well. That's where I surrender. That's where I feel my truest connection. That doesn't mean that I'm not connected to where I am right now. I'm super blessed and grateful for what I have at home and the breath that I'm breathing every single day. The uh, sense of knowing that, you know, I'm secure, you know, I'm safe. But I'm gonna be honest with you. The last time I was there was in October of 2021. Okay, after the earthquake, and I'll be honest with you, it's been hard not being able to go back. It was hard not opening the new year in Haiti for me. Okay, so when I get that itch, let's call it that, (laughs) that feeling yeah it's it's because that is truly where i feel even more connected truly
0: yeah um i had a chance to interview mark stockton he has a mission in jeremy okay. great guy and he has a, a foundation and like i said a mission in haiti and he was expressing his love for the country and i i kind of you know the, that movie <laughs> that's why he did actually wow. he he get married in Haiti with his wife wow and he spent 10 years in jeremy so yeah. my following question would be if you had a chance to Let's say most of our audience are not Haitian, and you want to tell them about Haiti. What would you tell them?
1: Haiti is the most beautiful country I know. Haiti has the most beautiful people I have ever met. Haiti has one of the most talented people i have ever met multi-talented haiti's culture is rich in every single aspect haiti has the best beaches (laughs) the best food i mean haiti has a very rich history yes we were the first free Black country Yeah. in 1804. Everyone knows that now. Yep. That is worth visiting. That is worth exploring. That is worth discovering. <laughs> and Haiti has also a lot of ups and downs because that is our reality.
0: So, and um, I'm going to declare you the ambassador of Haiti. (laughs) 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 All right, so I I declare you (laughs) the ambassador of Haiti, all right? So, because what you're doing is great and we we really appreciate you being here. This is Naika Shaldaiti. She's a passionate of Haiti. She's um, uh, the CEO of Project Sintan. And I think... If you want to help you can help so we will leave her information down and later on this podcast so let's go with another trick let's go on okay you 15 years you came here so what was your dream job in a, um, when you were in high school the reason i ask this question is to see because some people they think if they like something when they were little and they change they might feel like they missed their purpose. And I think you said you find your purpose. But what was your dream job in high school?
1: I didn't have a dream job in high school. Okay. I was one of those, unfortunately, one you know told what I should be. You know, um, you should become a nurse. I'm sure every Haitian's gonna love that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man.
1: Um, I got teacher a lot because I've always liked kids. I have a lot of godchildren. Okay. Um uh if I have to say what attracted me while I was in high school was being truly a stewardess. Okay. I love to fly, I love to travel. Okay. So I always saw myself truly not just because it's traveling again because it has to do with service yeah people you know how many people the 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 flight attendants see see on a regular like yeah i think they're they 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 see people like in their sleep in their dreams all the time because (laughs) that's a lot
0: (laughs) i need i need to find uh a fly attended to be, to be a guest. If you know one, just send us our way. So we asked her that question, <laughs> but you, know you said I sense.
1: have a great one and she's Haitian. Oh, wow. Remind me.
0: Okay. We'll do.
1: Yes, will absolutely. Do. Yeah.
0: So, um, let's go to, so I know we, we're going further on that, on our podcast and great episodes so far, great answers, great insight from you, Nika. So, Thank you. Take us to that formation of, I know you mentioned the two members that you and two or two other people that got together to create Project Sentan. Mm-hmm. What was the process? Can what you take was us the there?
1: process? So we back in 2008, um, we were getting ready actually to go back to Haiti for Sentan, like I said. It's our family reunion time because it's my mom's birthday on the 27th, and St. is the 26th. Typically, it's, say, bal sou bal, fête champêtre, you know, for like a week. And a lot of jaspora comme si vraiment mon la That's what makes it such a great place, I have to say. They love where they come from, so they cultivate it. Yeah. And that's been our thing. So because of that, that year in a conversation with these two women, um Dina and Linda, um, that's their names, we I, I one of us, and I think I said, you know, we've gone back every year, um, you know, to have fun, this and that. Devant toujours. Poor, you know, and um, and I don't like the word poor or French or English, okay. but I said, you know, how about we, you know, have the ladies in, you know, the la la on manger pour nous porter C'est comme ça. que that year I we went to Haiti. Dina and I, Linda couldn't make it, and you know, together with our families. We put our monies together, bought rice, chicken, and didn't mm-hmm. for macaroni. And we served about 100 people devant and asked the priest for permission. Okay. From that year, as you can imagine, mm-hmm. I still, we still didn't have the purpose or the non-profit organization. Mm-hmm. You know, none of that. We went back again and did it again and then in 2010 the earthquake happened okay and it really triggered something because a lot of people from Paul Prince migrated back home to okay. cuping so that year instead of feeding 500 people a hot meal we had almost a thousand people and we didn't know what to do with ourselves.
0: Wow. And
1: we connected the dots and figured, of course, because of the, you know, the, the earthquake, this and that. And then we registered ourselves 501C3 okay. you know, to make sure that we're in compliance with the IRS, because that is truly important. Um, and, um, you know, having our status, you know, we decided in 2011 to, to really see about doing something a little more sustainable for mm-hmm. the organization and that's education. Mm. So, so, you know, went back um, to Campyren to do an assessment, to see where the most vulnerable children are mm-hmm. and how much school, like family background, it's a process. Okay. It's a process in order for it to be done well. And luckily for us, you know, we found a really great and reliable local representative who's very respected in the community to be the ambassador, if you will, with this education program. We started with eight kids, and today we have 250 kids that are being sponsored at Projects and Anne. So, the evolution happened throughout the years because it's through sponsorship. And, you know, you have to really work to make that work. You have to really seek to make that work because it's constant funding, you know, looking for people that are interested in our mission, which is education and community development. So, we go back um, to really. Um, Make sure that what we are, um, you know, championing in in the community, which is education, is done properly. But we have three great local ambassadors and volunteers. We're all volunteers, 100% volunteer base right now, because everyone has like their big, busy lives Okay. and, um, and, and we're constantly looking to, to make sure that we stay within our mission and our vision, which is hopefully right. Work towards higher education, because right now the children that are being sponsored are from kindergarten until yeah. high school.
0: Hmm. Wow. Well said. Well said. So let's quickly go on our next question. We will be talk about your top influencers. What are your top influencers in your life?
1: That is truly one of my favorite words lately, influencer, because it could mean so much. So I'm going to couple it with good influencer, because being an influencer doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing okay so my good influencers yep right now i have to say are my mentors okay who for the most part i have worked with in my corporate life yeah um i have to say that my good influencers for example is the head priest in the community of company. He has no idea that I feel this way about him. So I'm making that public. He's okay. a very good influencer. He's super balanced, équilibré. Okay. So in my conversations with him, as it relates to myself, more importantly, and also obviously community engagement work. Um, I find that he's influenced me a lot in a way where I can, I know I can become a better person. I have some very um, strong women models in my life um, that are a lot older than me and some younger than me. And I have to say one of my really good influencers um, as of late is someone who is, you know, let's just call it, you know, high personality, you know, high profile personality person. So I'm not going to give the plug in, but it's someone, it's a woman I feel that also has had to earn her respect, okay and and that to me has been a huge influence
0: um yeah wow (laughs) well said well said we appreciate it so now it's gonna be time for hot topic hot topic is a segment where we ask questions people don't have a chance to ask and we're gonna go on hot topic now we have Naika Chalde, she's representing Project Central. Today on our episode, we appreciate she's being here with us. Um, this is Divine perfect Podcast. Please subscribe to our channel on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Um, let's go with hot topic now. Hot topic <laughs> Hey, this is Eddie Darius on Hot Topic. We are back with Naika Shah, the IT. So, Naika, the question I have for you, it's in... Um, we had a MLK day with five panelists, and we were asking them about Haiti. Why Haiti is considered the poorest country in the West Hemisphere? Where I Haiti, I, Haiti say peiki people, no boy, blah. Why do they say that?
1: I'm going to say with my very humble opinion that perception is everything.
0: Mm. Perception is everything. Can you detail?
1: So, perception, as it relates to your question, means what you see, what you promote,
0: <laughs> is
1: what you believe. Yeah. Um. I'll never forget, I took a training where he wasn't just a coach. He wasn't just, it was really informative learning. He said, what you permit, you promote. Mm. And and that is in my humblest opinion, how I can truly answer that question.
0: Wow. Mm. So <laughs> one thing somebody told me was, and I went, I was coming from school, so I'm a earthquake survivor. So I was in Haiti in 2010. And before that I was in a, in a public transportation and I met this guy. He wasn't talking to me at first, but he was talking to somebody else and the way that young guy was so passionate about the older person, he looked like a, an author, like somebody who's a journalist, and he said, "It is fine.
1: Hmm.
0: The people is the people. The people are hungry. That's it. And like, if you give them food, if they can, access, you you don't have to give them food. Access to food, they will be okay." And this kind of take me to a long process and then deep, go deep on my thinking and saying, usually that's what the issue is. People are complaining, they don't have food, they don't have access to um, like basic natural human needs. So I don't know if you can put us on your point of view and if you can assess on that on that observation.
1: Yes. Um, I mean, that's, that's a very good observation. And I have to say that this is the kind of observation that I try not to absorb. Okay. Because Haiti shouldn't have a food problem. We shouldn't, Mm. but we do. And without being nurtured, I truly have to say, and I say it all the time, if I go a few, let's say on all day, all night without eating for whatever reason, by the time it's time for me to really eat, All I could think about is how does one do it? How does one stay? I think you could stay according to um, some research, 30 days without eating, just water only. Yeah. I think that's the number. Now, that's 30 days without water only. There are people who go through cycles, probably hmm. of that 30 day. I mean, to talk about food and Haiti would require such a deep.
0: conversation. Deep, yeah. yeah.
1: And 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 i i have to say that i look forward to the day where haiti isn't so hungry
0: Hmm. wow very very deep 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 answer and we appreciate it we appreciate it so um and i'm like Peaceless because the way you answered the question I was like mostly trying to you educated me too and I appreciate that and I think you did a good job talking about your passion and talking about your true love for Haiti um, so now we we get to our, our, the end of the podcast but before we go I have a one last question so where do we see ourselves in the future like do i know you mentioned about hope and let's try to put it in action because i believe and last time i had i did that on the five panelists i speak life to haiti because i think we don't do that and me as a christian i have the power to do it God give us the power to do it, to speak life to things. So I'm encouraging everybody to speak life to Haiti. Stop saying the bad things. So now, what can you tell us about the future? Or do you see the future of Haiti?
1: You know, thank you. Thank you, Eddie, for such an important question in which I will say that The future of Haiti is bright depending on, for example, the values we give it, mm. the importance of the people. it's 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 bright. there's I have to say, everything's possible nothing's impossible until it's done yeah so Haiti has a future I hope I see it
0: <laughs> you hope you see it So it's not so it's a long-term future <laughs> huh I think I think and I'm glad you say that because let's let's be honest we we think ad gonna have a chance to to grow and it's up to you like you said our next generation so now what what are we doing for the next generation let's say i have a son i have a daughter and you have a son do they share that same love for haiti and I, I and to be honest i know people their kids does they don't their kid don't speak English, don't speak queer and it's like a shame and i um we went somewhere and then somebody from my community saw my wife talking queer to my son and she was shocked because my wife she grew up here and she was born here technically but She's Haitian, and she was shocked that she's speaking Creole of my son. I said, "Wow, that should be natural." But I don't know. How do you see the next generation, and how can we help them to carry the torch?
1: See, again, I think that this is such an important topic, and um, hopefully, we can talk about it further. Um at, at, at a later date, because my son, for example, who's 27, has gone to Haiti several times yeah um to visit to, to be part of the give back initiative. He loves Haiti. He loves Haitian food. he loves Haitian music. He understands Creole very well. Yeah. He speaks it, not just basic, he doesn't speak French. He understands French. I wouldn't say very well. And we have my mother, and you know the the, the older generation that will speak French and Creole constantly. So we it's all about cultivating. Hmm. It's really important for me for for us as a family. My husband okay. is the same way to cultivate that like yes. so for me, if you don't embrace where you come from, who you are, then your kids, your product, we're products. We lead by example. So yes. And that goes for every single, I want to say, you know, the future generation, if you will, in, in our family. They all love Haiti. It's yeah. actually painful for them sometimes. yeah, Because they don't know the Haiti I've known. The no. Haiti we talked about earlier mm. in the conversation.
0: Hmm. And I, I know, great, great. And I like everything we've been, I I heard everything you've been sharing and you've been explaining. And thank you, Nika. We had Nika Shalda Itse with us today. And she talked about a love for Haiti. She talked about her upbringing. She talked about her career. So last word for you, Nika.
1: Well, Eddie, first of all, you know, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, having me once again on uh, the Divine Purpose podcast. Um, it was, I believe, a very great conversation. Um, and I encourage you to, to continue to be the Divine Purpose you know, platform for so many people um, like myself. And if I had any last words, it would be truly to... Be humble and empower, inspire to motivate, Mm. lead with integrity, and always, always spread love. Thank
0: you. Thank you, Naika. We appreciate it. This is Eddie Dacius with Divine Perfect Podcast. We have Naika today, Naika Shaw-Daiti. She represents Project Sentai. We will make sure we give her a chance to promote Project Santan. But um let's let's do that right now so we don't forget. Naika, where can they contribute? Where they can donate to Project Santan?
1: Uh P Again, it's P S A H A I T I dot O R G. Thank you
0: all right so this is nika shaldaiti with divine puppet podcast on our episode we're very excited to have her to the Haiti. she did a great job she explained her career and i think we had a chance to see her passion for haiti um please subscribe to the channel go on dppodcast.com, go on youtube the divine puppet podcast live you're gonna see us on youtube on facebook and share, please subscribe to our channel. Thank you for having us today, Eddie Das with Naika Sheldaitse. Thank you guys. Thank you, Naika. See you.
1: Thank you, everyone. Thank you.